0: Welcome to The Design Pod, your local design guide for anything and everything visual and graphic. I'm your creative, Enrico. Now that we're in part 2 of this book review, it's time to talk about the branding and packaging aspect. Henry's book is one of the recommendations that I see fit for beginners since it is not just about design aspects and perspectives, but also on packaging and branding. All right. Now, before we talk about branding and packaging, let's look into the history of it all. Taking this source from Silava and Dupuy, 2011, one of the earliest known packaging is in the form of glass jars. Way back in history, when our ancestors did trades, the Egyptians found a way to keep goods. The development of glass jars eventually flourished. After some decades, the motivation for packaging was motivated through military interests. There was a prize for anyone who could create packaging that can last, and a man named Nicolas Appert, who made the airtight glass jar. Although this was great, he was beaten by Peter Durant from England who got a patent for his sealed can. Eventually, the canned goods moved into the mass market and the history for packaging continues given the birth of the Industrial Revolution. Going back to the book of Hembry, packaging in relation to branding is highly essential. In this book, he discussed the circle regarding this. The core circle is branding and the Outside inner circle is logo, and then after that is packaging. Sometimes, brands are associated with their packaging. For example, people keep the paper bags or the packaging of certain brands because it may elicit something pleasurable. For example, the packaging of high-end fashion street brands. There are those who keep the paper bag since it's part of the reason why they bought it. Although let's say it is a shirt, one of the reasons why the item is so expensive is because you're also buying the brand. And with that, Henry listed down some examples on how to make a brand and product packaging effective. The first thing Henry stated is that when trying to create branding, one must take into consideration market research. It is true that constructing corporate identity is easier since most of the directions and prompts will come from the established company or business. Similar to Logos, the best thing that you can do is to create the market research. The first place to begin the research is from the client. Ask them questions on what the brand is about, ideals, and values. Look into the consumers and target market. What do they look like? I'm bringing this step back because this can be applied to packaging. Sometimes, when you are tasked with design decisions that require you to do the branding logo, there are so many considerations to include. For example, will the logo stand out in the packaging? Because if this is not the case, then you might want to tweak the design of the package. Sometimes there are exceptions to this since the branding of the product might be known to be over the top so making the logo pop out is not needed anymore. You can see this in products where the logo is smaller and placed somewhere else in order to give more focus in the other elements of the design. What I really like about this section of the book is that it listed down several ways on how to conduct market research. There are surveys, focus group discussions, questionnaires, and the like. Normally, these things are taken by the company. Surely, if the company is big, then there might be a marketing division that handles the customer questionnaires and all that. If not, then it wouldn't hurt for you to do it and add it to your fee. As graphic designers, once again, we wear a lot of hats. And one of the tiring hats we wear is research. Sometimes, it's easier just dive into the process and make it work. But as we know, we have to be careful with our craft since it involves time and effort. Although we do make mistakes sometimes, it is also taking into account our efforts, time, and confidence from the clients. Of course, we want our designs to have some sort of basis when we present it to the client. One of the things that is a little bit dangerous is when we cannot explain certain decisions with clients. Understanding it from their perspective, they would always want to ask certain questions regarding our choices and we need to simplify our explanations so they will understand it. When it comes to packaging, I do agree with Henry that your package should highlight the product features. As a consumer, there are those who would want to be sure of the products they buy So having the strengths and about your product in the packaging may increase consumer confidence and maybe they'll buy it. I really like the example given in this book since the product is a transparent carrier-like briefcase and the packaging is a single strap. Through this, we're able to see the features of the product without the label covering or hiding it. Another aspect that packaging is related to is shelf presence. As someone who does packaging design, it is crucial for the product to stand out in a sea of goods. Imagine if the product compared to its competitors almost looking alike. Then the product is more difficult to sell. For some cases, it might be more of the brand theme. This is where you have to make your brand stand out. For example, in the corned beef business, there is a brand who disrupted the said market. Corn beef businesses where instead of appealing to the customer, they went for a minimalist style. Compared to their competitors, they did not really have the usual design such as big large typefaces and the picture of the corned beef. Instead, they just listed down everything their products are made of and what they are and made it minimal with a clean white background. Of course, this decision translate to what the brand is. Compared to their competitor, this brand is a more expensive corned beef. I do not know the exact pricing but I've heard from others that it's in the hundreds place. I guess I do think it's a good decision to brand it this way. Usually brands that go for the minimal and plain design tend to position themselves as high-end. I usually see the minimalist aesthetic in expensive products. Whenever I go through Instagram Facebook and I see a brand that's in plain black and white branding, I already assume the prices are high. Also, I'm not sure in the Philippines but I do know some places companies should pay more in order to get their products in the middle of the shelves in the aisle. I do understand that since it's closer to the eye level of the consumer and also the placing on the counter which makes the last impulse buy, these are the places where you have to make sure that your packaging is strong. In addition to what Ryan Henry said about packaging, I do think there are considerations when it comes to packaging. For example, the first time I went to Korea, I was amazed with a lot of things and one of those is the shape of the water bottles. I was fascinated with the way it almost shaped like a square since most of the bottles I've seen are cylinder in shape. Whenever I look back at that moment, sometimes I wonder about the design decisions they made. For one, I'm not sure if it has something to do with culture But one of my guesses is about space. Assuming you're placing the water bottles in a box, if the bottles are in cylinder in shape, you're not really maximizing the area of the box compared to square-shaped bottles since the box is already a square. Because of that, given their shape similar to the box, it would be easier to save space and limit the number of chips to get the boxes from factory A to store B. It saves money for the company and gas as well. I guess after reading this chapter from the book, it made me realize how important packaging is. Right now, there are different brands who try to go for the unconventional because of considerations. For example, there are brands who want to be more sustainable. In order to do this, they would avoid using single-use plastics. I remember this fast food that would use canvas bags instead so it can be reused again. On the other hand, there are products who do use plastic, but they decide to use biodegradable plastic. Another consideration brands would do is to create more presents. Given this pandemic, there are a lot of brands that would not do so much. Before the lockdown, there are a lot of companies would hold parties or music festivals in order to promote their business and continue their strength in their following. Since we all have been at home, bands would try to change their usual gimmick and try to give fans and followers a PR package. Good peer packages isn't just about the content, it's about the quality of how they are presented. For example, the box is in good quality and it is specifically made for the brand. Usually, they are quite expensive so if you're paying for a lot, make sure to check if the brand is really giving their high quality goods. There are situations where they would just get a generic box and sell goods that are below the price of what you paid. Of course, there are big brands and they should at least give some effort. Side note, I really like how there are local brands who write a thank you letter in each box or package they send out. I think that's also part of packaging design. Aside from remembering that it comes from a local brand, it also makes you happy for supporting someone and their letter is a proof that they are grateful someone is supporting their craft and that is a connection between them and the consumer in continuing the support they give. Given all of these, packaging gives a big impact. That's all our time for today. Thank you guys for listening, and I would like to thank the network and the Cut print management for making this possible. This episode has been executively produced by Cut Print Podcast Network under the Podcast U program, the leading public service training program for podcasters in the Philippines. If you guys want to keep the discussion going or want to share your insights and reactions, head over to our Instagram at thedesignpodph. Once again, I'm Enrico, your creative, and I'll see you in the next episode.